Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these podcasts, I would like to say, are an insight into the journaling process I have each morning. Today is Tuesday. It is March 28th. I take that back. It's March 29th, 2022. And if you clicked on this because of the headline uh, referring to the Ukrainian Nazi torture of Russian prisoner videos going around, or you are aware of the pedophilia and sexual abuse of children within the school system, I'm going to talk about that, but I'm not going to rant about that. This is not going to be a podcast that just gives you more information about what you already know or validates your personal belief systems about what's happening. The reason I'm calling this the Dangerous Freedom Podcast is from the quote by Thomas Jefferson that says, I prefer dangerous freedom to peaceful slavery. And I would actually substitute peaceful slavery to a controlled and calm tyranny because the opposite of freedom is not slavery it is really tyranny because in many ways if we're human and on this planet we are all enslaved within a system that we're trying to understand and that's the danger the dangerous part is truth because truth is so dangerous we do everything within our power to block it from our minds our hearts our thinking our beliefs our life because at its core it is always personal responsibility and what I've come to understand about truth is if you're unwilling to look at it out in the world you will never be able to see it within yourself and so I want to use this format to talk about the truths out in the world offer you a perspective that you will not most likely want to hear But if you are like me and you are wired for danger, you have within you a compulsion to find the truth, a compulsion to fight for what you believe is right, and a willingness to move past the discomfort of the truths that are too much to bear. Because if you don't do it, nothing will change. And so before we launch into that piece, I want to just do a little bit of what's actually going on Uh, for those of you who know sorry redundancy for those of you who are new uh, I actually live out in the middle of nowhere as I'm recording this I've got a fire going so there might be cracks in the background I got a bunch of dogs one inside a whole bunch outside uh, and I don't have the ability to edit my audio so these are live uncut unedited one shot takes because If you could see how precariously the microphone is balanced (laughs) as I talk to you, uh, you would appreciate that much like the world today, we are hanging on the edge by a thread. And if we are not patient with the imperfection of it all, none of us are going to make it through to the other side. And that's really my goal with this whole Wired for Danger process is not to change what's happening, but to understand it by remembering who we really are, both as human, both as men and women, and as spirit, as more than just a physical human being, how we get through it, and most importantly, how we build what is next. And so the reason I wanted to lead with this idea of what's going on with the videos coming out of the Ukrainian soldiers committing atrocities on the Russian soldiers. It's not that that's something new that happens in war. Uh, You know, Vietnam was the first war in which we actually 
got to see some of the unedited footage. If you were alive in World War II, uh, you went to the movies and you saw newsreels, and those newsreels were highly edited propaganda to inspire you to support the war effort. And war is always propaganda. Trying to find the truth about war is worse than a needle in a haystack. And what was most interesting about the World War II veterans is they just didn't want to talk about the atrocities, about the realities. There is no war in which horrific atrocities do not occur. But this ability to witness them in real time has become just one more piece of the propaganda machine. And the complement to that, for those of us here in America, I'm not sure what's going on in other countries regarding what's happening to the children in the schools, is this unbelievable, just breathtaking attempt to sexualize and traumatize and uh, introduce these sexual ideas and practices and belief systems within tiny children to the point, I believe it was in Austin School District, that the school locked parents out and called the police on somebody who was trying to just talk about it. And then told the children, don't tell your parents what we're doing. And these are just the kinds of basic things that are going on all day, every day. And what's different about our world today, I believe, is that all these atrocities were happening, you know, 10, 20, 30, 100 years ago. Maybe not to the number. I think they've propagated and expanded in a way that we could never have imagined. The difference is we are in a moment in time where secrets are being revealed. Now, what's interesting about that is there is, you know, religious prophecy, there is astrological timing, there are seasons and cycles for those of you who like to follow, you know, the different turnings and solar cycles and all these things, like all of these different things are coming together to really talk about this is a moment in time where secrets are being revealed. And because the secrets just keep getting worse and worse and worse, Two things or three things are happening, and that's where the nervous system comes in. You know, one, people are running away. I don't want to deal with it. La, 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 right? Don't talk to me about it. I don't want to know about it. I'm just going to run and hide, and I'm going to continue with my life as if nothing is happening, i.e., I don't want to take responsibility. I don't want to know about it. Leave me alone. Then there's the freeze response that says, This is so upsetting, I completely shut down. I might get sick, I might go insane, I might get a lot of anxiety or depression, I might dive deeper into an addiction. There's all ways that we shut our nervous system down because the information is too painful and too horrific. And if we can't look at it out there, we certainly are never going to be able to look at what the truths are that lie within us. And then the third nervous system response is, oh my God, right? I want to go hurt somebody. I want to stop this. I want to do something because the adrenaline is surging. The overwhelming energy is, this is bad, and I want to be part of the solution. 
But what we've done is we've created a society that somehow thinks that talking about the problem is taking action as a solution. And this is one of the hard truths that people will, when I say these things out loud, will tune out, turn off, and shut down. Because even though your primary system may be wired to do something, the cost is so far out of your comfort zone because we are so coddled and so naive and so weak, I guess is the only word I can use, in the masculine energy within the men in this world that we just see people screaming and yelling as if that is actually doing something. And then you have a few ignorant few who are running over to the Middle East or running over to uh, Ukraine and, and joining the fight, right? Becoming part of the Ukrainian resistance only to find out the horror and the reality that nobody cares about you and they are being targeted and executed and used as human fodder. And unfortunately, Russia is doing the same thing with its own citizens. Because the reality is that war is horrific. The sexualization of children is horrific. And while I believe at the physical level, the masculine energy, primarily men, need to clean this mess up, it's women who also must come to terms with these things, be willing to look at it and take responsibility for where we are energetically in that process. But because most of us aren't interested in what the quote-unquote other side needs to be doing, I'm going to be splitting these ideas basically into two different forums. And this one is going to be focused mainly on the masculine energy. Uh, the other substack that I'll be creating or I've created is, is called Recipes for Life. And that's really going to be focused in a more feminine way because... For those of you who do know me, I've been doing uh, videos on YouTube for the last 12 plus years, and I've been presenting information and workshops and things like that for over 30 years. I mean, I've spent my life as a communicator. Uh, I'm a licensed therapist and social worker. I've worked front lines. I have, I am all first responder, front line uh, responder energy. I run into the gunfire. I can't stop myself. I can't keep myself from doing it. That's just who I am. And when I came up with the Wired for Danger idea, what I really wanted to do was to talk about that type of nervous system and what we need to do to really heal and recover and not get burned out. Because the reality is, is that you as the Wired for Danger are the human fodder for holding evil and darkness in check. The problem is you can't do that kind of thing in the middle of the fight. And so when I carved this idea out a while ago, things had not escalated to this point. But right now, we are like full-on heavy in the fight itself. And so this is not the time to be talking about how we heal and recover from it. This is the time to focus and see what we need to do to be part of it. And what I see a whole lot of is people, men and women, screaming and yelling and being angry at an idea without any action that changes anything. And so the two ways I'm going to be talking about that in the future 
are what I uh, I've talked about a little bit uh, over on the videos is called the art of containment but the two forms of that the masculine and the feminine the masculine is really the embodiment of the masculine energy and that really means that men must get back in their body and take action when men stay in the energy of an idea and this is so fascinating when you stay in the feeling and the idea of anger and rage your testosterone turns into estrogen so you may be screaming you may be stomping you may be looking like a real scary guy with all your rhetoric right and all you're doing is making your estrogen I mean your testosterone become estrogen and we don't need more men with more female hormones because I couldn't even believe it when I read this is that one of the things that's happening is that the sunscreen alone which is in everybody's bloodstream at this point is actually blocking the testosterone in children uh, most not most men for most people who don't know that men have two primary testosterone baths one is in the uterus when the woman is pregnant the second one is the entry into puberty and that is when the body knows to trigger a washing of testosterone into the body so that you take on more of the masculine characters and traits and one of the traits that testosterone brings about is being more paranoid which means you are wired to be more sensitive to danger you take that away and who's looking out for the bad things happening and one of the other things that's happened is because the masculine energy has been stepped back uh, just from environmental cultural all kinds of things so so I'm not saying you know bad you I'm saying this can be overcome you can do physical activities that trigger the testosterone within you Ta doing things that that men need to do and they're almost all actions not ideas actually increases the amount of testosterone within you when they look at indigenous cultures a lot of those men in their 80s have testosterone levels of men in their 40s and in America it's just becoming less and less and less because the assault on boys the insult on men but here's the thing you were born a man and you will only be happy when you take on that identity in a way that has value to your society and the same is true for women you know we have women have over masculinized to compensate for men's feminization and I am always shocked by the number of quote-unquote romantic relationships where nobody's having any sex because when you imbalance in that way all that spark leaves and then men drift over into pornography and the cycle just implodes and here we are allowing our children to be sexualized because in many ways as they say that marijuana is the gateway drug to harder drugs simple pornography is the gateway into much more hardcore 
things. And something every man needs to know is no woman engages in pornography or prostitution or anything because they like having sex. Almost every single one of those women has been sexually abused or had some kind of trauma to her and she no longer has the ability to understand what her boundaries are or she's doing that because she has no way to support herself and her children or it's some other kind of fear-based, injury-based with a tiny, tiny, tiny exception of women who probably have a lot of testosterone. There's a really uh, interesting researcher called Dr. Pat Love who uh, focuses on the idea of love, you know, and she took a testosterone (laughs) shot and she was like, oh my, now I understand why all men think about his sex because just the act of putting more testosterone into her, she had a whole different take on the act of sex itself. But the reality is, is it was created as a sacred act between two people and it is also a tool of procreation. It is not something that we should be using as a distraction, as a form of entertainment, and we certainly should not be using it as a way to sacrifice the innocence of children. And so when you look at these two types of things, when you look at what the Nazi Ukrainian soldiers are doing, shooting unarmed, tied up men, boys, mostly farm boys from Russia, in the feet, in the knees, in the legs, in the torso, but mainly in the genitals, and laughing and kicking and humiliating, and calling their mothers and showing and telling them what they've done. That is not being a man. That is the masculine energy that is so out of control that has been unchecked by the balance of the feminine within the community that that is strength with no restraint and that is not what it means to be a man any more than we're on the other side where we have men dressing up as women without underwear prancing around with children teaching them that they aren't who they think they are and grooming them for intrusions into their body into their soul sacrificing their innocence breaking these children for the rest of their lives. When you sexualize a child, it is so difficult to overcome that in the rest of your life. And one of the things that's never talked about within the Middle Eastern uh, culture is the rampant, rampant, rampant sexualization of boys and girls. And boys are used and sodomized as children because within the Muslim culture, It is okay to have sex with a boy child or a girl child, but not to be gay. But when you have, I don't know what the percentage is in the population, but it's horrific. When you have an entire culture that is being raped as children, is it really any surprise when you have grown-up young men who are radicalized to violence and self-destruction? It isn't about the faith. It's about the fact that their innocence was sacrificed at the altar of evil or darkness or whatever you want to call it. But all of that is basically the same thing. And, you know, one of the things that I had to learn over the course of my life at 
these raging at these injustices, right? As a social worker, I mean, I was a force to be reckoned with. You did not want to get in my way as somebody that I believe was innocent or vulnerable that was being hurt. Uh, I could never, no one ever really cared, right? No, it was all just in the system was all about moving the problem down the road. It was never about solving the problem until the point where I became so burned out, so broken, so sick, and so disheartened, I had to just walk away. I mean, I was barely alive, and it took me a long time to come back from that. And these last years have really been about my own healing, but my own understanding. And one of the most powerful things I've come to understand is that men must lead men, but men also need to keep men in check. And women, we have a very strong role in that in two ways. I love that uh, scene in Spartacus where she looks at him and she says, you either come back with your shield or on it. Because she's holding him accountable for the protection of her community, of her family, of her child. And that's really the male role, even if you don't aspire to it. That is what has been genetically programmed into you in the same way that women are genetically programmed to protect the child within their body and within their home. I mean, it's who we are. And the fact that we have been so conditioned to abdicate that responsibility is shocking. It's shocking. It's something I can intellectually understand, but I can never emotionally understand that. So when I talk about dangerous truth, we look at what's happening in the school systems. There's not a a lot we can do about what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, One of the things about Eastern Europe that's always made me very uncomfortable about Russia and Eastern Europe is the level of cruelty that will be inflicted on your countrymen and your people. I mean, there's just the amount of rape, the amount of abuse, the, the horrible things that go on for the women and children and other men within those countries is just not reduced to a few videotapes about this moment in time. It's just a reflection of what goes on there. And not everyone and not all the time, but it is a hard, hard world for a lot of people over in that part of our globe. But what's going on here is just as difficult. And so when I hear all these guys screaming and yelling about what's going on in the schools, and you're in the school board meetings yelling at the supervisors and the superintendents about, you need to stop. Well, here's a newsflash. Here is somebody who's been evaluating working with people over 25 years. If people you love won't change for you, why do you think people who hate you will change for you? Why are you yelling at other people to change who they are when you're not willing to do what it takes to change who you are? And that's what I'm talking about. Until men embody the masculine energy and actually take action, nothing's going to change. It's only going to get worse and people are going to get crazier and crazier and crazier because we are so out of whack and out of balance with who we are meant to be. There is a genetic component to who we are. Our hormones are dictating so much of our thinking, our feeling, and our behavior. And when we fight them... All we do is create chaos within our nervous system. And so 
when you're looking at what's happening to your children and you're making news reports and you're doing interviews and you're showing pictures and you're standing out in front of the schools and you're like, shame, why is there any children in that facility? Why are we paying property taxes to fund that facility? Well, I don't want to rock the boat, and I need to go to work, and well, I have to, you know, keep my house, and I can't afford to lose my job. Okay, so what you're saying is that all these other things are more important than the life of your child. And what kind of world do you really think is going to come from any culture that places the value of children below pretty much everything else because I'm going to tell you nothing in nature does that right I mean most animals have a pretty uh, definitive system in place uh, and you do see things like lions and bears they will eat the male offspring in order to protect their power but they don't kill everybody because at some level their instinct understands that the survival of their species depends on some of their children living. And, you know, one of the things I've learned about what I call living in the dirt for the last 12 years is that almost all babies in nature are really just food for somebody else on the food chain. You know, the all the little tiny rodents and rabbits and things like that, you know, they feed the birds and the smaller animals and the smaller animals feed the bigger animals. And there really isn't any soft warm cuddly place Uh, you know one of the things that was most interesting to me about the baby rabbits is the mothers abandon the babies instantly Uh, where I was for a long time you know the babies uh, were in the holes in the ground or hidden in the little out of the way places till they grew up and the snakes when they would be uh, come outside in March they would know all these places and they would go root out the babies and uh, eat them and if they didn't eat them at night when the babies came out the birds of prey would get them I would find them either dead or half dead you know with a slash on their back where they got away from the bird and died under something but what was really interesting is when I spent six hours on this once is when a snake went in and got a baby rabbit Now, I was upset, and so I kept hitting the snake, trying to get it to let the baby go. And about eight mommy rabbits all came over, screeching. That's how I got alerted to it. And they were making all this noise. And some of them will actually try and fight the snake. I've seen them attack the snake. But there's not very much they can do. But that snake was relentless. I mean, I spent six hours hitting it taking it and moving it really far away and it just kept coming back coming back coming back coming back and there was just nothing anybody could do but in the rabbit world once the baby is out of the hole on its own the mother just abandons it and that's why so many of them die and so there's this whole system right of how nature feeds on nature and that's one of the translations of the bigger picture consciousness feeds on consciousness we are feeding our children to the energies that are low vibrational of darkness of evil whatever you want to call it we are sacrificing them because we don't want to do the hard thing and what's the hard thing the hard thing is taking action the hard thing is 
taking your kid out of school the hard thing is deciding you know one parent's going to stay home and if we were really smart and i have heard of people doing this the the harder better thing is the community gets together and it says uh no it rents a building and it orchestrates its own school system it creates its own learning environment and you know, I understand that the first instinct is, well, my kid needs to go to school to learn social skills and to learn reading, writing. They're teaching almost nothing that's practical out in the real world. They're masking your children, and now they're sexualizing them. Why is anything more important than the taking action? Stop yelling at people to change and do better and just withdraw your energy from the system. And this is the thing that is so fascinating to me, is you cannot, evil cannot live on its own. It can only live when you feed the energy to it. And that's what I talked about in that podcast about addiction, is that it's just a cycle of addiction. And the only way, you you can't make an addict go into recovery but you sure can withdraw all the support you can stop giving money you can stop giving shelter you can stop rescuing you can stop getting them out of jail you can stop solving their problems you can withdraw you can't change their mind you can't make them choose to do something different but you can sure stop putting your energy into them which allows them to carry on longer which is exactly what we're doing we're paying teachers, we're dropping our kids off, and we're allowing the system to tell us that our children can be locked away and done with as the people inside please, with no oversight by the parent. Now, what about that is sane? And this is one of the realities. This is the hard truth. This is what is dangerous about truth is the truth doesn't change anything. It just tells you, okay, well, if you want this to change, then you need to take action to change it. Complaining about it, pointing it out, organizing to decry it, it doesn't do anything. Nobody is responsible for your children except for you. Now, I think as a culture, as a community, as a society, we have an obligation to our children. And even as someone without children, I would fight to the death for children because that's who I am. But it is shocking to me the number of parents that will sacrifice their children because of their fear, because of their discomfort, because of their addiction. The horror of things we do to children is beyond ever speaking about. But now it's in full public view. I mean, it's bad enough when we just didn't really know what was going on. But now we know exactly what's going on. We have video of what's going on. We have uh, interviews and we have information and they're writing songs and they're celebrating and they're telling us what they're doing to the children. And we just yell like somehow that's going to make a difference now you may be saying to yourself well I can't go to Ukraine I don't care I don't have kids I don't care well here's one of those other terrible things about truth and about tyranny it doesn't matter if it's not happening to you the fact that it's happening on your watch is you're contributing to it we are all contributing to it with our choices, with our thoughts, with our ideas, with our beliefs, with our actions. And that's really what energy is. And so for men who are so angry and want to fight this, 
If you don't take that energy and embody it into action, you're just turning into a girl. Your testosterone is turning into estrogen and then the women have to increase their testosterone to compensate and then the whole world is really unhappy while the children and the innocent and the vulnerable are sacrificed because then the monsters that we see in Ukraine and in Islam take over. There's nobody to hold the line. You know, a woman just doesn't have the strength to keep a man in check. And I don't mean that physically. I mean, it's not our job to keep you in check. You guys need to keep you guys in check. And that's been a really hard lesson for me to understand that men need to lead men. Uh, You know, I struggle with even doing this because there's a, a lot of scientific research that points to the fact that men can't even hear women's voices. Uh, Men process women's voices in the part of their brain that processes music. Uh, Men can listen to other men and process that information much more simply. Uh, And then the other thing I've learned is that men don't respect women for the most part in the same way. Some men do, but it's different. They're not really listening, which is one of the reasons the videos drive me crazy because, you know, men are primarily visual and so they're looking, but they're not listening. And, you know, I, before I got the comments turned off on the last video, here I am talking about something important. And the first comment was, I like your hair, right? And so, you know, one of my big ahas is when I understood that men don't seek love, they seek respect. In which universe do you ever think a woman is going to respect you when she's trying to say something important and you go, oh, I like your hair. So I have really come to the conclusion that we need to regain our roles. You know, women are just angry and tired and exhausted. We need to withdraw in the same way that the codependent has to withdraw their support for the one who is the addict. I think women need to withdraw their masculine energy and you guys can just, we'll see where the chips fall. If men are not willing to keep the evil, dark scariness that's masculine in so many men right now in check by reclaiming what it means to be a man in the world, then the world will fall. And here's the last little piece of truth I want to dump on you. The outcome is irrelevant. It is the decision and engaging in the process that counts. At the spiritual level, the outcome is always irrelevant. It is the decision and the process that count. We aren't here to have a perfect world on the outside and get to have a free-for-all on the inside, which is really what we're trying to create, which is just cracks me up about video games. Who we are on the inside and how that translates into ideas and actions are what matter. But an action without a pure intention doesn't matter. So when I say, you know, it's time to turn ideas into action, to embody the energy, 
you know, the higher form of that is what energy you're embodying. And it's really hard, right, not want to just do unto others, right, is to just, you shot me there, I'm going to shoot you there. You did that to my kid, I am going to do worse to you. That isn't the answer because then you become the atrocity yourself. I can't tell you what the correct answer is. That's something that we all have to define for ourselves. I can tell you that if men don't get back in their bodies and take action beyond the idea at whatever cost, because that's what real life is, survival is engaging in a dangerous world, then humanity is over. And that may not really mean anything to you, and that's not something we can go in today. But there are consequences for every reaction. Whether you're a fighter, whether you freeze up and deny, whether you run away, you are never absolved of the consequences of your decisions. And that's what freedom is. Personal responsibility. Making a decision or not making a decision and owning its consequences. Freedom is not what I want, when I want, how I want. Freedom is the decision and the consequence and taking ownership, personal responsibility. And as a social worker, the one thing I learned is nobody wants to take personal responsibility. In the same way, nobody is probably still listening to this because that's the hard truth. That is the reality. All of us are responsible for our decisions and our consequences. And when our decisions result in the sacrifice of the children, the innocent, the vulnerable, that comes back on you. There's no escaping consequences for decisions. And I'll just leave you with that. So welcome to the Dangerous Freedom Podcast. Uh, I am never going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm only going to tell you what after 40 years of study and understanding have revealed to me. And none of it is the truth that's going to make you happy. None of it is going to set you free. All it's going to do is point you in the direction that you need to go if you truly want to choose freedom over tyranny and truth over lies. And with that, my friends, if you are not a subscriber, I hope you will think about it. And I will see you next time.